0: You want to be hardcore. You want to be extreme. Well, if you're like the Sandman, then you're listening to the podcast Drunk Wrestling History, dudes. And please be drunk when you hear it.
1: Do you like to fuck? It's just money shots, uh, chairs all over there. Those guys with
2: bangless think they're a good deal. Yeah. My dick is small.
0: Oh, look Hey!
1: Boy, oh, What's up, Drunk Marks and Drunk Marquettes? Welcome to the Drunk Wrestling History Show, formerly known as 205 Jive and Drink Up. My name is Adam. I'm your designated host, and they are the Drunk Wrestling Historians. This is Eddie. I'm drunk, I'm old, I'm fucking
0: tired, and I work with fucking children.
1: And this is Scott,
3: the man of a thousand and four drinks, and I still do my own intro. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Whatever. Good for you. (laughs) (laughs) I
1: can speak for myself. Yeah. You must be so proud. Regardless of what you you think of the efforts taken to entertain all of you. Thank you all very much for joining us. We have a fun episode planned out for all of you. And as always, please make sure that you head over to whatamaneuver.net. Get those Drunk wrestling History t-shirts, tank tops, hoodies, and onesies. Especially for miniature drunk marks and drunk marquettes that you have. Schools back in session. Dress your kids up. Want to make them look cool. They need new friends. Get that's a talking point right there. Like, wow, you you haven't even hit puberty and you're drunk wrestling history? I like you.
3: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. They'll make friends and they'll get laid. Get your kids this shirt.
1: <laughs> yeah, get them started early. Exactly. Yes. Tell, tell your kids to log on, maybe with a parent's credit card, and head over to whatamaneuver.net and buy a fucking shirt. Buy a fucking shirt. F, F, F,
2: F. That way Eddie can have some other Porsche Schlepp do his intro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll get the guy from the cameo that I found. Oh, it's a guy. Oh, uh, well, yep. Yeah, cat's, cat's out of the bag. Well, it's, it's a guy announcer. Yeah. Okay.
3: You could probably Mike narrow Adam it down
2: Lay. to like three people now. It's Mike Adamlay. <laughs> <laughs> well well, no, I said that last time I, I should have looked him up. I don't know. Maybe like that'd be fucking great if he was there. I just send him exactly what I want, like word for word, and he'll fuck it up somehow.
1: You may have made up your mind, but just change it to him anyways.
2: <laughs>
0: said,
1: yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking guy said Jeff Harvey. Can
2: you believe that? <laughs> It must have been so embarrassed.
1: It it would be confusing. He didn't see the Hardy Boys in the atmosphere, so you know. (laughs) Yeah, could have said Uh, Summerfest. It could have been
2: worse. (laughs) No, that was Jeremy Piven. I know. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I know. Could have been worse. Yeah, you can't say enough bad things about him. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I could try though. All right. Oh, that's who we should roast next, Jeremy Piven. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <Piven>. <laughs> there's a target yeah guy who showed up for one night <laughs> uh before we get going uh two very very quick things um as you guys know i like to do this on occasion and um i guess i mean i must still be looking at today's august 1st i must still be looking at the end of july's uh downloads but the countries i want to say thank to thanks to besides the united states is the United Kingdom, Germany, Canada, Ireland, Denmark, Australia, New Zealand, Portugal, the U.S. Virgin Islands, Mexico, Italy, Bosnia, and Herzegovina, Brazil, Netherlands, Switzerland, France, Greece, Philippines, Poland, Turks and Caicos, and Taiwan. And that might be the most, I, I didn't count it, but that might be the most countries we've ever had in a Dude, month. Dude, we're worldwide. Uh, we are, yeah, exactly. We're like um, uh, Titus. Titus worldwide. Right. Ooh, right. And and we're so close still to getting that all 50 states downloads in a month, which has eluded us this entire time. We are four states short this month, and that's the closest we've ever come. So get your shit together, Alaska, Nevada, Idaho, and um, I think you're Wyoming. Nevada,
1: Nevada. Nevada? Can
2: you believe that? Yeah, we have no no downloads in Nevada. Oh, my gosh. I mean, Alaska makes sense. There are like 60 people in that state. Right. In Idaho, Idaho. Only a few hundred people live there, and Wyoming. There are less people in Wyoming than there are in Oakland. Um, no joke. I think that's actually true. But um, Nevada, Nevada, Nevada. Yeah, I'm surprised. I'm surprised to see that. Yeah, yeah.
3: Wow. I should have downloaded yeah. an episode when I was there last month. Yeah. Yeah. What? Well,
2: Dick? Fuck. He Just told me. I didn't know. He was dating. That's. Yeah. Funny. That's true. True. Well. I'll make sure I do Sugar it when I'm in daddy. the Yukon um, month <laughs> after. When I'm uh, when I'm in the Yukon in um, September, I'll do it. So we get there. A, you go. Uh, yeah, our first Canadian uh, territory, uh, northern territory, I believe they call them. Um, the other really quick thing, Scott. Last week you closed out, exclaiming that JBL is a dick. And yes. I think I might have said it after we were done done recording, but I t- you said did. to you guys that anybody who gets the reference is fucking awesome. Well, yeah. here's the reference from the fantastic classic movie, Heavy Metal Parking Lot.
0: And Madonna, hey! Madonna can go to hell, as far as I'm concerned. She's a dick. Seriously, heavy, oh, <laughs> heavy metal definitely rules. Twist and Sister Juice pre-stocking.
2: So you didn't, you didn't say the exact quote, but you and I always say that. Yeah, and, uh, we both always get it wrong, and I knew it wasn't exactly right because I watched this clip maybe a couple times a year. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly right. Yeah. But yeah, um In anybody, a nutshell. That's in, in a nutshell, Madonna, she's a dick. He's a dick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so anybody who's never seen Heavy Metal Parking Lot, check it out. It's on YouTube It's on YouTube. It's, YouTube. A, it's free. It's a documentary it. about the parking lot at a Judas Priest show in nineteen eighty six. Yep. Which hopefully tomorrow night will be like the parking lot we're gonna be at before we go see Ghost. I mean, I highly doubt it. No, it's not gonna be. Nearly I, that yeah, great. it's, it's, yeah. Well, that dude's in zebra stripe spandex. No one's gonna be <laughs> as cool as that dude. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I'm gonna show up just in my Manscaped underwear. You know what I mean? Like, even that's not as cool. I thought you blew that shit out. That was only one pair, dude. Oh, it's only one pair. Okay, well, it's only a matter of time until this one does it too. But I replaced them with new underwear called Cool Bamboo. So far, I oh. highly recommend them. Oh, Cool okay. Bamboo weird brand. I found them on Amazon, but dude, they're hella comfortable.
3: Okay, nice. Yeah, these is are it actually cool though? Like it keeps
2: keeps kinda, your underwear yeah. nice and cool. And okay, yeah, they do feel kind of cooling. And um, yeah, they're they're this similar material. No dick hole. Um, but these are briefs that I got. But okay. um, because I, I like the manscape ones, but in the summer they get a little warm, so I got these. But um, yeah, I'm enjoying them. I mean, fuck a dickhole. Who, who actually uses the dickhole? I've never used. I've never used a dickhole to pee. Ooh,
3: ooh, ooh. <laughs> Thank you. Right, <laughs> and, as, as that's its intended purpose. No <laughs> guy has ever used it for that ever.
2: Right, I don't even know why it's there. Well, I think it's for the reason you use it for. <laughs> Same as me. Exactly. It's your,
3: me it's your fucking boner relief valve. <laughs> Something like that. Something like that.
2: Dick hole. <laughs> yeah. Speaking All of right. JPL. Speaking of
1: things that have gotten us excited. For this week's episode, yeah, let's get into the, the yeah. let's get into the episode so I can go relieve my boner after. Oh, okay. <laughs> and make what another fifty bucks in Amazon or, or is that still going?
3: <laughs> Fab cash.
1: <laughs> For this week's episode, we are we have each compiled a list of some sort, and we are covering uh, our top three favorite WrestleMania main events main events specifically and so yes. so this was your idea
2: scott and you're... oh i don't know i didn't tell adam this um god just damn it whoa, whoa whoa here we, we go, go yes, again, second week in a row. <laughs> you're probably okay um but i did forget to tell you so if if um you're not okay it's my fault um by main event your your definition of main event was the match that goes on last
3: which basically we just need to clarify the last couple of years of WrestleMania where it's gone two nights. We're talking the Sunday show, well, not it, the Saturday show.
2: Right. And before that, you would have like 19 was a, tr- a quadruple main event, you know, like they would they build that on. as having four main events. But there was. Only yeah, but really I, the only right. one that was the actual
1: last one. Yeah. Yes. yes. So okay. I assume you kind of just figured that out on your own, Adam. But not—that's actu- my fault. I actually did, or maybe I should have just lied and just see what your reaction was. But no, <laughs> like no, you I- fucked me up again. Yeah. <laughs> I went with last match.
2: Don't worry. Okay. Perfect. Cool. You didn't go with a fucking good father match
1: or something. <laughs> Has the good fa- good only <laughs> appeared once, and that was second match of the night. Uh, he was at uh uh no. two thousand WrestleMania sixteen no, the
0: good the oh as Good, good father. father yes
3: okay Godfather yes. I'm aware but yeah yes gotcha gotcha
2: all right well so, on that note I say Adam goes first yeah we're gonna go around go around the room and everybody has their... we all we all pick three you guys know the format of
1: this show and uh, yeah Adam you want to go first sure I'm gonna start with the twenty fifth anniversary of WrestleMania. Hbk versus John Cena. Wow, huh? Nice. What do you say? Ta- nice. Uh, face I thought that was twenty three, wasn't it? That was twenty three, dude. Twenty three. That was twenty three. Twenty three. Twenty
2: three. Fuck. That was the. That was the twenty okay. second anniversary of WrestleMania. WrestleMania twenty three.
1: I'm I'm drunk. I'm trying uh, for the first time Nitro Pepsi, <laughs> smooth and creamy. Yeah. <laughs> How is that, Adam? Uh, let... Smooth and creamy.
2: <laughs> Does the paper hotel cup you're drinking out of, uh, help?
1: Maybe. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on a second. Smooth and creamy. Did, you, could, a... <laughs> you could just see the expression right there. That tells you it how good like it Gene is. Lips like
2: Gene Simmons. Lips like Kiss. Oh, his... yeah,
1: you... Yeah, you look like you're loving it. <laughs> it's
2: okay, disgusting. that's
1: like it. not what I meant. It was definitely is twenty uh, third at uh, WrestleMania twenty three, the one in Detroit.
2: Go ahead.
3: Okay. Yeah. So I'm actually surprised you have one this this one on your list because a lot of people trash this match. Uh, HBK himself, I think, trashed this match. I
1: freaking liked it. Yeah. Um. I keep hearing the whole like a lot of things uh, buried this match because they were tag team champions together going into it uh, Sean entered with his DX DX music and graphics but in traditional on that logic you're going to have to do that three times you realize that right
2: <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't want to do that <laughs> he's getting it out of the
1: way now <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, DX music and graphics and coming out in traditional uh, uh, Shawn Michaels gear, saying that uh, John Cena's entrance should have been more, more awesome than it actually was. He I thought crashed it a re- car. Like, how much awesome, more awesome does it get? Yeah, I liked. I liked it when you drive through fucking Detroit and you enter or. You get to your destination and crash through glass. do you think it's Paul Walker driving?
0: Uh,
1: (laughs) Or or, or Sonny. Goddamn, man.
2: Who put Sonny in the main event? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: Oh, god damn. I guess it could have have been
2: a cooler car, right? Or was it a Camaro? It was a Camaro, right? I think it was a Camaro. Yeah, that's the coolest car. Yeah, it is.
3: It really is. It's yeah. science. Yeah. But yeah. Triple H was supposed to be in that main event, right? But he got hurt. And so yeah. HBK just kind of yeah. slid into that
1: spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think it was like, yeah, it started with like a little bit of revenge story with, with him out. That means with DX being as hot as they were and then Triple H suddenly being out, that makes yeah. Sean the strongest contender. And I thought they built a great story, just having to partner together, but knowing that there's always that tension at some point, they're going to rip each other's throats apart before they get to mania. But then finally they get their chance in the match. I thought they had a hell of a match. Nice. That That's me. Yeah. I okay. was there
2: for that show and um, yes, I was. thought it was a good match at the time. When I was there, I thought it suffered from the placement on the show because I thought Undertaker and Batista was fucking awesome. That was match of the uh, night, dude. I th- and I think it was Batista's best match ever and I think it was Undertaker's best match up to that point. That match fucking destroyed. So I thought yeah. that should have gone on last. And I know it's building a card is a really complicated thing, right? Like you don't you, how, how do you say which one's going to be the better match to close with. Um I also think Undertaker winning... Because Undertaker won the title from Batista, right? Yes, he did. He did. Yeah, so I think Undertaker winning a title is a better ending to a show than Cena retaining a title. Agree. But I, agree. But I get that Cena was their guy. Um, but I definitely left the show thinking that. Like, man, that that should have gone on second to last. They should have flipped him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then Undertaker headlines two consecutive WrestleManias. Right. Um,
1: Actually, kind what, of agree because I, Taker won that Rumble.
2: Yes yeah um watching it back later as a standalone match it's really good um it's kind of like booker and uh triple h at 19 like at the time i was like yeah but if you watch it on its own it's actually a really good match it's a great um, match yep the um i heard too like sean said that cena he, cena didn't really want to cooperate with them like he wanted to do stuff that cena didn't want to do so it seemed like there definitely was some kind of like little i don't know, i don't know mis- miscommunication is the right word yeah. or just maybe they just weren't working as well together. But those two guys the following night on Raw, they got the second hour of Raw and they had the best match in the history of Raw to this day, yeah. I think. It might be yeah. the his- the best match in the history of wrestling on regular free TV. On TV. I mean, was, yeah. Yeah, it was incredible that fucking match. So yeah. um I agree with well, I mean, I don't agree in the sense that that's in my top 3, but I don't think it's a bad pick. But their match the next night was even better.
1: Nothing wrong, but with it did that, have yeah. that big
2: match feel. You know, it, it felt like a oh, WrestleMania yeah. main event. You know, like the For old sure. generation, the biggest star from you know seven eight years ago versus the top guy now. You know, like that's
1: that's WrestleMania and main that, event shit. And that old wrestler from seven eight years ago still performing at the hit at the level where he was at, still main event level. Yeah, uh, better, yeah. better. I think is I think he was better
2: in the second run than he was in his first one. Yeah, I would agree with that. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, You want to go next, Scott, or you want me to go
3: next? Uh, Yeah, I'll go next. Um, I don't know that I'm ever going to see a bigger match in my lifetime than WrestleMania 3. To this day, I mean, in terms of build, uh, shock, Mm -hmm. not knowing who was going to win. I mean, at that time, 1987... The height of Hulkamania, the height of honestly, like wrestling in general. Yeah. It was never going to get any bigger than that moment in 1987. And they could not have put a better match on top of the WrestleMania three card. It was almost like the stars perfectly aligned. Was Andre at his peak? Absolutely not. He was easily on the downhill slide of his career, but that's not what was important. It wasn't about the match back in 1987. It was about the build and the anticipation Right, and you were not going to get any bigger than Hogan versus Andre. Was the match a five-star classic or even a seven-star classic? Of course not. No, because again, Andre was on the tail end of his career. Hogan was definitely just on the rise, starting to peak. Um, it it didn't matter that Andre was on the tail end of his career and he couldn't go in the ring. Hogan pulled everything that he could. He pulled every muscle in his back. He broke his back in that match. Killed he he wrestled three. Killed. All, he wrestled 390 days that year. It was incredible mm-hmm. the things he did back in '87. And yeah. I'll I'll never. T- I'm 49 years old. Have never seen another main event since that can match WrestleMania 3
2: in terms of build and anticipation and like just total payoff. I don't, and I don't think you will. I think you're right. I I think that was it. It was a a one time thing. It was lightning in a bottle. Um it was that actually was once in a lifetime. <laughs> it really was um as yes. hot as Roman is now or anyone <clears throat> before. No one's ever really been quite as hot as Hogan was in the mid-late 80s. I mean it was I agree. phenomenal. It was I agree. crazy, you know, how big like everybody in the world knew who Hulk Hogan was. Um it was totally other level. And uh to your point about Andre not being in the prime of his career, it didn't and, and, and saying that it didn't matter, you're absolutely right that it didn't matter. And part of why it didn't matter was because if you grew up a WWE fan as in you started watching it in that time, like 85 ish, you never saw Andre before. That was Andre to you. When I was a kid, that was Andre. I had no idea that Andre could move around the ring quickly before. I'd never yep. seen him do the fucking bonsai drop. Right. Or any of that shit. You know what I mean? I'd never seen him do a drop kick. So yeah. that was Andre. He was, he was like a, it was like watching like a Titan or, you know, something like that. Wrestle right. He, as far just... as we knew, he was undefeated yeah, and could not be slammed.
3: Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. here was the, the, the juggernaut of the WWF Hulk Hogan yeah. going into a match with, as you put it, this Titan that like, yeah. how is he going to beat him? Yeah. You know, as a kid watching that match in 87, the anticipation, the build, there was so much wonder around it. And there was no better opponent for Hulk Hogan at WrestleMania three in March of 87 than Andre the Giant. It was the perfect build. It was the perfect match for that time. And it really cemented, in my opinion, really cemented Hogan's legacy in the WWF that made him, okay, this is your guy. He this is going is, to is...
2: take the WWF further than anyone ever has before. Exactly. It's your next Bruno. Like that just
1: yes. really made
2: him. Yeah. And when yeah. you're a kid, you don't really know... I, at the time, didn't know what, what a good match was. You know what I mean? I didn't really know the difference between a good match and a bad match. You knew a sure. WWE-style match. They were generally slow. Guys weren't doing a lot of big spots. Uh, you know, it was a lot of punches, kicks, body slams, basic shit. Nobody was doing anything fancy. You really didn't right. know that. I guess if you watched some other stuff, like if you watched uh, Mid-South or even um, Mid-South South shit, or NWA. You'd see a different style. AWA also had, yeah, you saw a different style. But if you just were a WWE kid like I was, that was the best match you've ever seen in your life. Yeah. Because it was the coolest match you've ever seen in your life. And you don't really know the difference between a good match and a bad match because you're fucking, what, eighty seven? I was nine years old, you know? Yeah, I was 13. Uh, yeah, so you don't know any difference anyway. So, I mean, right? as good exactly. as anything that ever booked. Yeah. Yeah, I think yep. that's a solid pick. And you're right. Nobody would watch it now. Like, you couldn't watch it in a bubble and be like, oh, my God, this is awesome. But in the context of the time, fucking phenomenal. If you lived through it, and I'll tell you what really made that match for me,
3: before we get to your pick, Eddie, what made that match for me was that segment on Piper's Pit where where Andre ripped the the cross off of Hogan's chest and inadvertently, with his nail, scratched Hogan's chest and drew blood. And Mm -hmm. in a completely unscripted moment, as Hogan is kneeling down to pick up and to look at the pieces of the cross on the ground from his necklace— Piper Uh kneels down next to him and he goes, and it wasn't like hot rod in his voice. And it was hot rod in a very like low tone going, you're bleeding. Yeah. And I was like, Oh man, he made Hogan bleed. Like that to me is humanized
1: Hulkamania.
3: Very much. So like, okay, Hogan is human. He can be beaten. He's about to face, as Eddie said, this Titan. So in 1987, watching all of that unfold, that build leading up to the match, was just incredible and in my mind can never ever be topped. It's gonna take a shit, I don't even know what to overcome that obstacle
2: that is the WrestleMania 3 main event. Yeah, yeah. And you're right, Roddy in that hushed tone and that serious, he wasn't rowdy Roddy Piper, he was Roddy no. Piper. Yeah, you know. he was a man. Yeah, and he was, it was Roddy drama- Toombs talking was to was Terry Bolia. Yeah. It was dramatic, you know, yes. it really worked and it was like. He wasn't even part of the match. He was part of just the angle and he added yeah. so much to it. You know? Yeah, yeah it was really exactly. added a lot of drama. Yeah, like that's... And that's says a lot about the genius of Roddy Piper to know to do that that way. Like you said, it was unscripted. 100%. Completely um, unscripted. Yeah, and just Roddy Piper to know to handle it that way. Brilliant. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay, I'll get to my first one. Uh, my first one is a triple threat. Do you guys want to guess which one? Are you going 20? I'm going 20, baby. Okay. We were there. Triple H versus HBK versus ooh, ooh, ooh. It's solid, dude. I put a lot of damn thought into this. Okay. You came up with this idea a few days ago, and I, like, really, I just finalized my list, like, five hours ago. Um, And I put a lot of thought into this, and I was like... Okay, I don't want to pick any match. I, I had a feeling, Scott, you were going to pick some of those iconic matches that, you know, yeah. whether, you know, regardless of how good they were in the ring, that they were big Yeah, matches. we talked about this at Applebee's. Yeah. Yeah, and I was like, I'm going to go with matches that I think were just solid fucking fantastic bell-to-bell matches. And I think this is one of them. Um, so, Benoit won the Rumble that year. He went Who? 62 at, minutes. Who uh-uh. won? Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Oh, ooh, ooh, ooh. Won the Royal Rumble. At number he won 62 minutes. One. At number, at number one. one. He came at number one, went the, went the distance. Um, HBK and Triple H had a match for the title at the Rumble. Triple H won, so that's kind of the angle going in. And when Ooh-Ooh-Ooh um, decides he's going to go after that title, the deal is HBK's pissed because it was personal between him and Triple H. Like, no, 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 no. We fucking hate each other. I want to kill him. I want to take that fucking title from him. I don't need you in my way. Go over to SmackDown, d- douchebag, and <laughs> so that was kind of the angle going into it. And these guys had a fucking incredible match.
1: It went. It and was Scott,
2: Scott. You and I were there, right? This Yeah, is the guard. We were there.
1: Um, I think which, on paper, seeing him versus Eddie Guerrero, that would be that's another <clears throat> dream match for a title, but still, and it would have made sense given their these history. two super hundred percent. That was, right, like, your right. only other option that could top it, and they topped it. There was yeah. easy storytelling there, too. Like, they could
3: have—I mean, to me, that was low-hanging fruit. Eddie versus—that mm-hmm. yeah. was easy storytelling, no problem. You know, the destruction of the radicals, and these guys came up to—all of that. But they chose to go another route, so kudos to them. And, Eddie, to your point, a hell of a
2: main event. It was a fantastic main event. Um, it was, it, they did so much cool stuff in it, and um, I watched the match today, and I loved it as much as I did when I saw it. I haven't seen it in probably five years, um, and I have a few notes on it. I'm not going to like go in detail like I would if we were reviewing a pay-per-view, but um, Triple H wore white boots for no reason. Do you remember He that? was changing he it, up. With... it up. Yeah, but He why did it at, po- uh
3: 19 as well.
2: But didn't he wear all the white 19, he wore purple, didn't he? Purple trunks. Purple trunks and yeah. white boots, but he wore black white trunks boots. and white boots. I don't know. It looked weird. It was like, it was almost kind yeah. of like, it wasn't like he was like doing a bunch of kicks like to Jerry, like he's trying to draw, you know, like Michael Jackson would wear the pants that don't come all the way down and yeah. the white socks. So like your yes. eye would go to his feet You're, when he's dancing. Right. When he's doing the, yeah. It wasn't like he was doing something like that. It was weird. It was just bizarre. Um, yeah. Yeah. But they do all the cool spots. HBK did the moonsault to the floor on both of them. And back then, you didn't see a lot of that. You know, this is 2004. Right. It wasn't like you had a dive in every match. And uh, one thing I noticed when I was watching today is for a Triple H match, it was really fast paced. Um, especially, Triple H usually like goes pretty hard for three to five minutes and then slows way down. And then the last seven or eight minutes, maybe 10 minutes, boom, picks back up. That's they what made him going- and Undertaker so great together right right they both kind of very have similar styles yeah and orton has that and i think that's probably from working with triple h a lot i mean a lot of guys have yeah have that style yeah but triple h has it like kind of to a different level you know yeah but he was working i was like man if anyone ever questioned triple h's cardio before like watch this match you know like he was not right. slowing down because he was out of breath he was slowing down because that's just his psychology um but um there was not a lot of, there weren't a lot of times where a guy would get taken out for a prolonged period of time. And when they did, it made a lot of sense. Like triple H got taken out for a while after a cross face. So he got in a cross face, escaped it. And he rolled out like you would take a while to recover. That makes and, sense. Yeah. Yeah. And Sean did it one time when he took a backdrop over the top, when he went for a, a super kick. And then another little thing that I loved about the match was, um, Sean did one of the best blade jobs I've ever seen. Um, I, saw, I must have seen this match 10 times before I saw him. I'm pretty sure I thought he he took a slingshot to the post. And I'm pretty sure I legit thought he got busted open on the post. And it was a long time before I noticed what he did. He had a blade in his hand. And right before the slingshot, he got himself. And ah. back it up. And you can see when he takes it out. It was in his wrist tape. They're wrestling outside. When he he tosses Benoit in. ooh, ooh, ooh. In when <laughs> like as he's rolling under the top rope you could barely see him pull it out of his wrist tape he's just so smooth and it's it's hpk he does the damn shot into the corner spot where he flips over you know and does the yeah. you know sits up into the corner with the blade in his hand the whole fucking time and after that is when he takes the slingshot and right before the slingshot is when he finally does it and you barely can see it he's so quick um it's so, so good f- Yeah, so good. I wish he would have done. I've heard that Ray Stevens used to do a spot where he would do that, flip into the corner, and as he was coming, he would hit his head on the post, and as he was coming back down, he would blade himself. I wish HBK would have done that, Um, and I'm sure he could have pulled it off. But that motherfucker bled, dude. I sent you a picture earlier today of him, bloody. Yeah, he was a mess, dude. Yeah, he looked like he'd been fucking stabbed in the face. Yeah, Uh, it was like a scene out of Carrie.
1: (laughs) Damn. Yeah, Yeah, he was soaked.
2: Yeah, it looked like the brood got to him or something. (laughs) Um, And then Triple H gets busted open later on, which just makes it even more dramatic. And um,
1: And then having the crossface pressure on a bloody face to add on to that. Exactly.
2: Yeah. And then eventually Sean gets tossed out of the ring. Uh, uh, Triple H ends up in a crossface crippler almost rolls out of it but eventually ends up tapping out after a long ass time. He's covered in blood in the it middle of the fa- ring. Fantastic fucking match. Um and then after you get the celebration with Eddie, he comes out to the ring. He had defended his title against uh Angle in the in the yep. match before. And it was just such a it was an awesome moment and it was like it really tied in with the um the tagline was WrestleMania 20 where it all begins again. And yeah. you're like, okay, Eddie just won his first world title the month before against Brock. Ooh, 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 won it tonight. You got two brand new young champions. Like, they're going to be, yeah. like, leading the charge into the future. And, this is the um, new generation. <laughs> exactly, yeah. And it yeah. actually didn't end up turning out that way. No, it um, didn't pan out. Neither nope. of them held him very long, and neither of them ever won him again. Nope. And um
1: Neither would charge yeah. into the next generation for long.
2: Yeah, it should have turned out better than it did, and it turned out to be a complete disaster for both of them. But um, it was great. It might have been the best three-way. Uh, well, after watching it today, I was like, fuck, this might be the best triple threat I've ever seen. It was so good. You know what I mean? With the talent in there. Like, I'm not sure if there's ever been three more talented guys in the ring at the same time. Um, well, I mean, Edge and Roman and Daniel Bryan, that's a lot of talent in the ring, but I think this
3: match was better.
2: Yeah, it was. Um, I mean, actually, I, I had a couple honorable mentions, yeah. and that was one of my honorable mentions. Was that that main event from Tampa? Yeah. Um. And I loved. I loved that the finish was Triple H tapping. I loved that ooh 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 tapped out the champ. Yeah. And I felt. I have no idea if anybody put any thought into this, but I sort of felt like it was him and the company sort of redeeming themselves after, or like a um, uh, show of goodwill, if you will, after. What after the match with Booker the previous year? Oh, because everybody was fucking pissed about that, and that was bullshit. And the way it ended was bullshit, you know? Like, yeah, people were legit mad at the company and at Vince over that. So I don't know if they took that into consideration at all when they booked the finish to this match. But that's funny you mentioned that, Eddie, because at
3: 19, which we were also at, Mm -hmm. the people that were sitting directly in front of us. Right after that Booker T and Triple H match, they fucking bounced.
2: That's right. That's right. They did. Yeah. yeah. They fucking left. They're like, yeah. fuck this. We're out. That's bullshit. This, this is bullshit. Yeah, and it was bullshit. And it was, it should have been Booker T's night. Um, He got a raw fucking yeah. deal. And I yeah. think everybody, I don't think anybody disagrees with that Um, yeah. at this point. So I sort of felt like maybe that's why, you know, because, because Sean could have taken the fall, you know, but yeah, um, yeah. Maybe there was zero I might be reading way more into it than I should, but that's kind of the way I felt about it anyway. And that's it for that match. Nice.
1: All right. My second one from so HBK Cena from twenty three, back it up one year at twenty two, Cena versus Triple
3: H. I can't argue with that one at all, dude. That match was so fucking great.
1: That was a killer fucking that was match. Like from, it was from entrance to end of match. I don't necessarily think there was like any letdown of energy. Um, the the only, crowd was way into it too, Adam. Yeah. the on, The only thing that I would say did go wrong was Cena's entrance in his mobster jacket. And you could clearly tell he's wearing shorts under it, so you could see a, like a whole lot of uh, ankle.
2: He looked like <laughs> me at my high. He looked like me at my high school graduation. I was wearing shorts under my gown, and you could see my like ankles <laughs> yeah. and shit.
1: Or, or if with it being a long jacket, maybe he wasn't wearing a HLR shirt or his jorts under that. Maybe that's what I was hoping for. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know who was famously one of the? Um,
2: that's the one where all the Cena's came into the ring, right? No, no, that, no. That's the one where CM was...
1: Punk uh, came out. Oh, okay, I thought it. Uh, I thought yeah. it was Chicago. I guess not. Um, yeah. uh, that, right, one, that one. That okay, one was okay. Well, uh, twenty-five. With well, I was going to ask Cinas. you if you knew if you knew
2: who was one of the Cena's, but you knew, and I was wrong oh. about which which year it was. It's all good. Um, but you're right. That was a good. That was a good sh- uh, good match. And like like Scott said, the crowd was on fire. Crowd was hot. Yep.
1: And then, I mean, just backing up like the nature between these two, Triple H, you're super heavyweight, fundamental, no frills, no thrills, but super effective. And then this kid who has the title and he's the newcomer, he's going to lead the new generation and like you're just thinking like reg- regular boots, regular trunks. Uh, taped up Triple H or jorts and sweatbands. This guy is going to be the one. So and tennis shoes and, and yeah, and tennis shoes. Really, your your clash of uh, the clash of generations with this match. Mm-hmm. Old school it versus really, new school. Really see yep. that way and. Yeah. The, and, yeah, just, again, from entrances with Triple H and his Conan the Barbarian all the way to end of match, they had to earn every fucking inch in that match. And, uh, again, ends with uh, tri- Triple H uh, submitting in the middle of the ring. Like, he literally get all his energy to stay up and just could not do it. Yeah,
3: awesome fucking main event. Mm-hmm.
1: Love that match. Great and call on you know, him that was one of
2: those main events where the whole show was really good <laughs> and yeah, it didn't with a defiant it, crowd it, with a defiant crowd, but it didn't fall apart at the end. Cause there've been a lot of shows where there's like, this match was great. This match was great. But then you get to the main event, like 25, you know, like by the time you get to the main event of 25, you're like, Ugh. or even, um, even 18. But this was one where you're like, damn, like the, it ended on a high note, killer fucking match at the end. Um, like even following if, a lot of yeah. awesome shit. I mean, they followed yeah. Edge and Foley. They followed Sean and Vince, Trish um, and Mickey, Trish and Mickey. You know, there were a lot of really cool matches Ray. on that show. Uh, Ray, yeah, Ray Orton and Angle. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And they came out there, they got the job done, and nobody walked home. No, nobody left saying like, "Oh man, that match shouldn't have gone on last."
1: Or the main, like, eh, it was
2: good, but the main event. You still
1: like the maybe at uh, by this point you're getting a lot of uh, Cena hate now. Like, okay. Like he's still considered a newcomer by comparison, but he's now been there long enough uh to be like, okay, maybe we're kind of sick of Cena now, but at the end of that match, you could still respect the effort that they had. And
2: Regardless. that was the yeah. first
1: that was the first match
2: where I ever heard him really get booed. Because you're right, he was like the the hottest babyface in the company uh up until that point. Yeah and I mean maybe he'd been getting booed on Raw a little bit and I couldn't hear it. But being there in Chicago, there were a lot of boos. And, oh, yeah. But, but Trish got a lot of booze. So it was that Chicago crowd and that hardcore traveling crowd. But yeah. uh, that's the first time I ever remember hearing him get booed. And he handled it like a champ. You know, he didn't come he out did. and throw him off his he game. Did. Nothing. You know what I mean? He went out there and had a fucking killer match. Yep. He was a bro. Yep.
3: Okay. So I am going to one of our favorite matches to watch, Eddie. WrestleMania play button
2: Brock versus Roman. Okay. So you took my last one. Okay.
3: I apologize, but the more I thought about this one, it wasn't on my list. Originally, Uh, uh, this actually replaced another match that I may have to throw in. If one of you take my last one here, the reason I picked this one is because WWF or WWE had really booked themselves into a corner with this match. Mm -hmm. They had positioned Roman as like your top baby face. Problem was, the crowd was shitting all over it. They didn't want that. And you had Brock Lesnar, who was not super popular, as your champion. And now you're pitting your not super popular champion against the guy you're trying to position as the top babyface that the crowd fucking hates. In your main event of WrestleMania, how do you fix it? Well, you have them go out and beat the shit out of each other for about 15 (laughs) minutes. (laughs) Yep. Yep. And then you book... To this day, this is the best bit of booking WWF or WWE has ever done. They completely backed themselves out of the corner, and they had Seth Rollins come down for the cash in. It was perfect. The heist booking.
1: of the century. It. It was. It really it was. is.
3: Yeah. The crowd loved Seth Rollins. Loved him. Mm-hmm. Cheered him in the match against Randy Orton, which, in and of itself, fantastic match on that card. Yeah. But they had to get themselves out of this main event somehow. And Seth was the perfect piece to put into that puzzle that backed them out of that corner and sent the crowd home happy. The crowd was getting into this match as it went on, because as as we've said, we watched this match and we're hammered and we fucking love it. Because literally Brock we're gonna and Roman watch it Saturday. We're probably gonna watch the Saturday <laughs> at your birthday party, which by the way, happy early birthday. Thank you. They literally beat the shit out of each other for like 15 minutes. And the crowd was starting to get into it. It was becoming a good match. You were actually entertained. But when Seth's music hit, dude, that crowd fucking popped. And Seth winning the title was the perfect way to back out of the corner. And there was no better way to book that match than what WWF did. It's my favorite bit of booking they've ever done. And so that makes it one of my top
2: WrestleMania main events of all time. Yeah. I fully agree and I was the same as you. I was like all day I was thinking about this. I kinda had I had like a couple and then I was I wasn't sure about this one, I wasn't sure about that one. And then finally I was like, you know what? Exactly like you said, this is the match we always get together and watch. How could this not be in my top three? I've probably watched it forty fucking times. Yeah. It's just yeah such yeah, a easily. fun it's <laughs> such a fun match to watch. It is. Um and you're right, when you consider all the uh
1: bells all and the, whistles.
2: Uh, not the bells and whistles, but the uh, you know the the stuff going on around the match. Yeah, it has to the be the match that overachieved more than any other match in history. Yeah, because everybody going into it, Roman's not ready. This match is going to suck. They're going to have yes. to walk them through everything. They're going to have to choreograph everything. They're going to have to work out every little bit of it. And maybe they did all that. I ha- I don't know. I have no idea how much of that they called in the ring versus what they worked out beforehand. All I know is it was fucking fantastic and everybody expected it to suck and expected to shit on it. And if yeah. you watch it, go back and watch it, like the crowd was on fire the whole fucking time. Yeah. Um, And it was really, like you said, people hated fucking Roman and they were like lukewarm toward Bro- Brock at best. He had won the Rumble and everybody wanted Daniel Bryan to win the Rumble that year. And if I remember yeah. right, if I remember right, we, we all expected... Um, Brian to come out number 30 at the Rumble and here comes poor Ray Mysterio Ray and got yeah. shit on yeah <laughs> they booed the shit out of Ray just because not because he'd done anything wrong but because he wasn't Daniel Bryan because he wasn't Daniel Bryan yeah and then to get the fans behind Roman they send the rock out to raise his hand and then they boo the fucking rock that's now, how much to be fair headed. I think that that rumble was in Philly, I believe. It was in Philly, yeah. That's how much the people hated Roman. So, yeah, like you said, yeah. he's going into a match with a champion that people don't really fucking like either. What do you do? Right. You book an ending like that, but even the first 15 minutes before Rollins did his cash-in, the, they beat the fucking hell out of each other.
1: Yeah, as they did. As soon as it
2: started, I think Roman charged Brock, backed him into the corner, and I think Brock, I think it was Brock, his
1: cheek was busted open immediately? From Roman's uh, gear, so, yeah. Roman sent him into post. Yeah, right away you got... I mean, that wasn't a cut. That was like a fucking avulsion. Yeah,
2: yeah. (laughs) And then you got... They were just fucking hitting. I mean, it's two big, strong fucks just beating on each other. There was the... uh, My favorite part of the match was where Brock tried to hit the shoulder on Roman through the ropes and Roman just starts kicking him in the face. Dude, yeah. I think he was like kicking you him could across see like... in the slow-mo. He caught yeah, him. Yeah, I think he's kicking him across like the chest. Like his his shin is like a cl- like lining with his shin upward. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just fucking him up. Like those guys got in there and got physical shit with each other. And then, right, and you, you end up with an ending like that. It's the best ending to a WrestleMania of all time. Maybe the best ending to a pay-per-view of all time. I agree. Um, yeah. I love that it was it was short and sweet. It was only like a thirteen minute match, fifteen minute match, something like that. It didn't make it. It did what it long. needed to do. Yeah. It didn't yeah, it didn't need to go long and it's predictable for a match to go 30 minutes in the main event. It was cool to not get that. I loved everything about that match. Um and I think those guys, by the time we got to WrestleMania 38, it was kind of like, all right, man, this is getting old with these two. This is the yes. third time they've made an event a WrestleMania but they never had a bad match. Even that one at um, New Orleans. In New Orleans, yeah. The crowd shit on it, and they were throwing a beach ball around, but if that yeah. Thing, yeah. one was hungover. Yeah, that Well, they were hungover, <laughs> but they were also ready to hit Bourbon Street. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think people were like, ah, oh, fucking this show just end? I want to go to the bar. Yeah, it was um, a long show, and that's your closing match. You're like, fuck this. And we just we saw it two years ago, three years ago, so I think people didn't care, but it was still a good match. Yeah. And then their SummerSlam match last year was fucking great. Um, those guys, I think are going to, I think at the end of their careers are going to be each other's best rival. I think so too. Right. I think so too. But, um, great fucking pick. I had the same one. I'm not surprised you had it. And,
1: um, yeah, we're going to watch it Saturday. I only didn't, I can't wait. I only didn't put that on my list only because I thought it was a fantastic ending to that match or a fantastic moment inserted into that match. Not necessarily bell to bell, but still, I don't argue with mm-hmm. that at all.
2: Yeah. All right, Adam. Well, that counted as mine, too. So you're up next. All right.
1: I had a feeling that another one would be picked. So I'm going to go with another one that I also have a feeling someone is going to pick. Uh, At WrestleMania 30... Randy Orton, Batista and Daniel Bryan. Very good. Well, good job, Adam. Cause that was my
2: other honorable mention, which was going to be my third match <laughs> since Scott took my second match, but whatever it is, it is. <laughs> good job. Good pick. Good job. I'm going to grab a beer.
1: <laughs> okay. He's leaving. <laughs> I really don't want to mention any other possible matches. I was considering just in case until we find out everybody's first, but I really didn't want to be biased towards manias that I have been to and screamed my fucking face off for. I want to say if if I knew you two beautiful gentlemen and went uh, to New Orleans for the first time for uh, at thirty, I mean, I would have also been screaming my face off. But also now, having what when I initially watched it. I think it was just more in my head that I was having those emotions engaging with the story and engaging with this match. Um, there was I such mean, a good build. Yeah. I mean, your typical underdog build. I mean, yes. Like not like in the months leading up to this and then definitely your steepest uh, peak uh like from from first match of the night all the way to main event. Yeah, he had he wasn't just put into
3: the main event either, like he had to earn his he way in to earn his that way. night. Yeah.
1: That was incredible, that was such a like, good I, build. Yeah, I would say, like, what a climb for the last few months, and then your highest climb, even though it wouldn't be over, uh, like with two matches that same night.
2: Well, what was great about him having to earn his way into it too was. There was really no reason he should have to earn his way into it. It was just that Triple H wanted to fuck with him. Yeah, well, and Triple H I needed mean? a match, at Mania, I mean, Mania a, too. <laughs> I mean, I guess he did. I guess Batista won the Royal Rumble. He didn't, so I shouldn't say there was no reason he should have. But you know, with the fans behind him, and they did the thing in, um, I think they were in Seattle, where the the fans got into the ring and all that. As a as oh, a, the
1: yes protest or. I forget the name of that, but I know what you're talking about.
2: Yeah, like you'd think like as a book, like in real life, a booker would be like, oh, this is great. We got to put him in the main event because people fucking love him. But mm-hmm. no, k and WWE, Triple H fucking hates him and doesn't want him in the match. So you got to yeah. go through me just being a complete fucking dick. Yeah. Yeah. But kudos to WWE
3: for actually listening to their audience mm-hmm. and doing the right thing.
2: I was convinced that this was was the um, plan all along. Because I was like, how do you not put him in the main event? Even Punk, when he quit, said, like, this is Daniel Bryan's year. How do you not put him in the, in the main event?
1: And yeah, I, This is a nine-month build from last SummerSlam.
2: Exactly, from, from yeah, last SummerSlam. And I would, the whole time I was like, he's going to be in the main event. And then he was. And then I was like, I fucking told everybody he was going to be in the main event. That was obviously the plan all along. They were working us. I didn't believe until I read Daniel Bryan's book that that was not the plan from the start. The plan from the start was he was going to wrestle Sheamus at 30 and he was actually okay with it. Cause he said Sheamus was his favorite. I think he said Sheamus was his favorite guy to work with in WWE, but it really wasn't like the fans really did get him force WWE's hand, like made him yeah. put him in there, um, yeah. which is crazy. Like how would Vince not think like, Oh, obviously th- this guy should be in the main event, you know? But then I think they got bitter and the following year. They're like, fuck you. We're not even putting you
3: in the rumble, dude. You're yeah, right. not going to fucking bend to the fans will again. They got what they wanted last year. Fuck them this year.
2: No. They get Brock and Roman. <laughs> no, that wasn't about that. It was about they were hoping Br- Roman wouldn't get booed. You couldn't. Uh, wasn't wait. Wasn't Br- no Brian. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Right. We thought Brian was going to be in. It was right. Um, you couldn't. Brian, Brian faced in. Wyatt, I think, on that show. He did, and so he
3: didn't have he didn't have a spot in the rumble because of that, right? But we all thought he was going to be, but like,
2: yes, they were hoping at best to get uh, Roman over by having The Rock endorse him. If he had tossed Brian, it would have been a thousand times worse than it was. So you couldn't put Brian in that match.
3: So that was, and it was
2: so bad that the next match or the next pay per view, I think, was Fast
3: Lane. They had to have Roman beat Daniel Bryan. Yeah, exactly. Right. They're like, fuck it, just get booed. Like, who cares? Like, It is what it is. Because they yeah, have their yeah.
2: out card with Rollins. Yeah, totally. But you're right, Adam, that was a fantastic fucking match. Uh, one of my favorite parts is when they get on the table and Randy Orton steps through the monitor hole and the fucking table falls over. <laughs> he just like, tip the table. I was, I thought he broke his leg when it happened. So it was funny afterward, but at the time it was scary. But um,
1: yeah, that was a great match. And then, the reason what, I Bat- had that... Batista combo, Batista bomb, RKO?
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh Batista, yeah, yeah. Batista Ooh, wore those little. Wicked. Little, uh, Batista showed up in blue, and they could, <laughs> they started calling him Blue Batista. <laughs> um, and that was oh the re- man, tag team with Blue Meanie, <laughs> our good friend,
1: the Blue Meanie.
2: Um, the reason it almost made my list too was because it was right at it wasn't the end of, but it was coming close to the end of what I think was the best. I guess it'd be around nine month period of WWE TV probably still between since the attitude and probably up till now from SummerSlam until it would have been two pay-per-views after that. When, um, the shield beat evolution, they swept them in an elimination match. That's but right. I loved that whole nine month period. Cause you had Daniel Bryan was hot. Um, it was kind of right around the end of, um, him and Kane. He heated up. You had the shield were on fire beating the fuck out of each other. The Wyatts yep. were fucking awesome. Then you get the Shield and the Wyatts wrestling each other. And I think they had a match yeah. at Fastlane. Yeah. And you had Daniel Bryan join the Wyatts. They just had all this great shit. It was this fantastic period right then. And this was sort of, like I said, not at the very end of it, but getting close to the end of it. Um, but it was probably the peak of it. And uh, yeah, it was great. Awesome fucking match. Awesome. Great, great pick. And one of the cool things Mm -hmm. about WrestleMania is is when you
3: have that feel-good moment of like an iconic ending, right? We always think of Macho Mm -hmm. Man with Liz on his shoulder. Um, This one definitely earns a spot in the iconic WrestleMania ending with the confetti falling from the ceiling and Daniel Bryan holding up both titles. Yeah. It it was just – and Connor at ringside. The whole stadium chanting yes. An entire
1: stadium in unison as one. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Bourbon Street, I'm sure, was yeah. doing the same fucking thing, dude. They were so hot for wrestling, and Bourbon Street was off the hook. Mm-hmm. So oh, it was, it was just – it was an incredible moment. It took place in the perfect city for it, and the ending is just – it's still one of those iconic WrestleMania endings that still stands up today. And
1: that was yeah. an earned ending as well. Oh, yeah. What? like yeah, not for sure. Not just make that the ending because we'll send them home happy. No, send them home happy by getting your way. You got to – Bleeding, crawl and uh, yeah. scratch your way to that ending. They fucking did that. Totally. Totally. I agree. Yeah. Well, Eddie, do you want
2: to go since you had a uh yeah. Um Yeah, I'll do mine. Um so I, I had two more honorable mentions before I get to my last one. It was um you mentioned it earlier, the triple threat with Edge, Roman, and Brian. Killer oh, fucking yeah. match.
1: And stacked both of them. Up. stacked them. That's yeah.
3: That's ingrained in my that's, brain, dude. The I know. Stack awesome was finish. Like, that's awesome. so one of fucking them, like, dominant. He,
1: did, he didn't just pin one person and escape. He made sure to beat both of them.
2: Yeah. And he, that's and fucking he ca- domination, dude. Mm-hmm. And he called a shot. He said he was going to do that. Yeah. Yeah. It was yep. great. That was a great fucking great match. How, so- how great. subtle it would be. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it was like the first WrestleMania after COVID, you know, so like the, the year before WrestleMania sucked. Um, I mean, everybody worked their asses off, but it just sucked watching it yeah. in an empty yeah. warehouse. So it, that was still, really good.
1: Still one more for Drew, but damn.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, my other honorable mention, and Adam, did you already do all three years? I did all three. Okay. So I'm surprised you didn't pick this was 35 the triple threat with Becky, Charlotte, and Rousey. Oh. Um, good pick. Love that I match. Definitely and I... considered it. I love that match. I hate that Charlotte was added to it because I felt like they crowbarred her in. I think I thought Becky and Rousey was enough. We didn't need Charlotte. Um, I thought it was fucking great that they acknowledged that Becky was the hottest star in the company and treated her as such. Yeah. And um, the only bad thing was the show went fucking so late that by the time we got to that match, the crowd was tired and freezing. Yeah. That's a problem.
1: Yeah. And you made fun of me for wearing a
2: mask. Yeah, and like three layers of clothes. Yeah, yeah. you were wearing a mask before COVID. Yeah. I Trend was center. wearing a mask
1: before it was cool, motherfuckers. Yeah. Yeah, Man, there's, there's the fashion no. plate. <laughs> then no, the train. I, I I mean, I totally, believe, yeah, train was like an hour and a half after the show. Yeah, because they had
2: to switch drivers right. because the show ran late and. Uh, what a fucking mess. Yeah, it was yeah. rules. The drivers can't work overtime, blah, blah, blah. It was a fuck. It was fucked up. Um, It was on the news the next day It was such a fiasco So that kind of brought it down But it was a really good match And I just I love that they let the chicks headline it Um, Especially Becky Lynch Like I said She was the top fucking star
1: in the company From SummerSlam Um, to Mania Yeah Exactly Exactly Um, From SummerSlam to Mania I agree Uh, Charlotte should not Should not have been part of that Um, Having Joan Jett uh, Do one of your entrances Uh, And then I think I just didn't like The questionable pinfall at the end. Yeah. I think that that was a big factor. Tainted it, yeah. Yeah. Uh that did uh that did that wrong, but still just being one of ninety thousand fans, like saying that the entire crowd yes movement at thirty, being one of ninety thousand to to sing Becky Lynch's song, like Ronda Rousey needed Joan Jett to show how tough she is. Charlotte needed to rely on her Flair name and use a helicopter to show how helicopter. tough she is. Yep. Becky yep. Lynch had a fucking army to sing her song to show how tough she is. Yeah. And totally just true. what a fucking honor. But yeah, just to be Fla- to be fair, no. uh
3: Rick Flair used a helicopter to establish his
2: dominance too. <laughs> so she was just following in his footsteps. <laughs> It took me a sec. It took me a second where you because he did legit land in a helicopter one time before, right? He did. Yeah, he that's did. what I thought. That's where I thought you were going. Wait, what did you think I was talking about? I, I was, was talking his- about that swinging moment. his dick like a helicopter. Oh, you're talking about his dick. You <laughs> sicko. <laughs> What's wrong with you? Um, yeah, it was great, and um, yeah, they all deserved it. I think hopefully they all sent a thank you card to Roman's leukemia, but they did deserve that spot. Um, but for my last favorite WrestleMania main event, I'm going with the Iron Man match from WrestleMania 12. Good. It was a fucking awesome match. Um, it was hard. It was, I, I, out of three of my matches, HPK's in two of them. And the only reason for that is because he wasn't in that many main events. Otherwise he would have been in three. Um, it was the first, it, it was great because at the time if you were just a WWE fan, you'd never heard of an Iron Man match. They talked about it like it was a thing you should know, like a cage match. Right. Um, I have no idea if they'd ever done an Iron Man match in WWE before. Because, you know, uh, 60-minute broadways were common back in the day. I don't think so most much I new- saw was two out of three falls, dude. I have n- I had never seen up to that point an Iron Man match or even heard of one. I'd never heard of it I either. I had no idea what the fuck it was. Yeah, but the way they just talked about it was like it always been a thing. But... Had no idea. Like it's a thing, but you've never seen it. So nope. it was so cool because it was like the first time we'd ever seen this type of match. And Sean had um it was a really cool way for Sean to finally win the title because he wrestled Diesel for it the year before. He'd been chasing that thing right. for a long time, and it was like, okay, you're finally gonna give it to him. Let's fucking make a spectacle of this. And they did. Yeah, to be fair, the roster was a little thin. So it was, it was easy, yeah, yeah. So it was You're not it easy, wrong. yeah. So it was an easy year to give a third of a pay per view to one match, because whoa. <laughs> yeah, we're, yeah. Because yeah. what else were we going to do? You are going to put like fucking um Shinobi in a match or something. But it was a perfect call because they had the right two guys to do something like that. Exactly, you had the top, the best two wrestlers in the company. Absolutely. Uh, probably, probably the best two wrestlers in. I, I don't want to say the world, but in North America anyway. At that point, no, in North America, absolutely, that was one and two. Yeah. Um. Put them in there for an hour on the biggest show of the year, and it was and they showed up and they didn't disappoint. Um yep. they worked their fucking asses off, especially the second half of the match. They started out really fast and then they slowed it down for maybe 20 minutes. Holds, you know, this and that, double downs. To but be we, fair, you kinda have to. You have to. You can't go that hard for sixty minutes. Even if you have even if you can physically, um, it's not it, eventually it'll get to the point where it doesn't mean anything in the crowd, you know. You can only have so uh, you know, a, a roller coaster can only go down so much before it has to go yeah. back up and slow. Exactly. Down, exactly. Know?
3: And look how many guys could actually go 60 back then. We're talking 1996, but even go 10 years previous, pull a roster of guys that could do a 60 minute match. I have a list of four. You have flair, uh-huh. you have Wyndham, and then you've got
2: those two guys that main evented 12. No, there would be a few more 10 years before. So 90, 86. Um, I don't doubt Brett could have done it. I think Bulldog could have done it. Um, Bulldog? Ah, dude,
3: I don't know about that. I'm talking guys that could actually go 60 minutes in that 10 years from 86 to 96. Yeah, I've got four guys on oh, the list that could do it. macho man. And they think, did do it.
2: You don't think macho and Steamboat could do that?
3: <sighs> okay. Okay. Yeah, you're right. You know what's that? A uh, correction. Steamboat a did do more. that. Yeah, they are yeah. a
2: handful. Yeah. there's a handful but a very small handful. But it, yeah, it's a super short list. Yeah. But um it really sped up the second half of the match and then it was just boom 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 boom. And my favorite part of the match was Sean does a dive off the top rope to the uh to Brett on the floor and Sean overshoots him. And you kind of have to really be looking to to catch this. <clears throat> it took me I probably saw the match 5 6 times before I caught it. Sean was going to hit the barricade. Brett grabbed him like out of mid air around the waist and swung him away from it. Like Brett. Yeah. But he didn't even him. look, but it, it didn't even look stupid when he did it. You know what I mean? Even when he did it, he looked like he was catching him and dropping him on the floor. Like he was keeping him from hitting that barricade. Cause Brett was just so quick and so aware where he was and just so good. Yeah. But he caught him and made it look like he was reversing the move on him. You know, it was so yeah. smooth. And that's why it took me so many years to even realize what happened in that, you know? Um, and it was a great way – It was uh, the, the finish was great. They go to a draw, 60-minute draw. And to top things off, you get a Gorilla Monsoon cameo. Yes. They restart the match, and within about a minute and a half, Sean hits Brett with a super kick yeah. and rolls him up and rolls the fuck out of him when he – I mean, Brett's folded in half, you know – yeah, um, yeah, yeah. He put him in the buck. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he really pinned the shit out of him. And Brett, yeah, he the did. way, he, I forget what Sean hit Brett with right before the super kick. It might have been, was it two super kicks back to back? I thought it was only the one. He hit him with something, and Brett was like stumbling into the corner. Sean was in the corner setting it up, and Brett was stumbling toward him. And I remember reading years ago on Lance Storm's website, he would do a, a review of every WrestleMania. And he said the way Brett sold whatever that previous move was, just how out of it he was. He said that was the best selling he'd ever seen, and if you go back and watch it, Brett is just—he really is stumbling. Like he looks like he doesn't even know where he is. And then boom, yeah, super kick, one, two, three, awesome fucking match, great match, yeah. uh, great way to end a show, great way for the greatest of all time to win his first title. Yeah, you
3: know, and another one of those him... iconic endings to a WrestleMania, also.
2: Yeah, right. And if you like were that even final watching... shot. Yeah, if you were to watch a highlight reel of just like WWE in general over the last forty years, you're only going to get so many. You're going to just get a lot of shit from a lot of different shows. You're only going to going to get a handful of WrestleMania main events, and that's one of them. Shawn on his yeah. knees holding up the belt. Yes, you know that's maybe yeah. like the shit, man. That might be the most vivid. If I were just like picture WrestleMania stuff in my head, that might be the most vivid thing besides Hogan staring down Andre. Yeah, I've got Macho Man with Liz. That one, yeah.
3: I've got HBK with the title and Hogan and Andre. And of course, Warrior and Hogan because that's. The blowjob spot. (laughs) How many times can you finish to that?
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Right. I mean, that's iconic shit
3: right there. It is extremely iconic, yes. (laughs) no great pick and uh for the record i was there yes you were i was there and to be fair i was there who was
2: there ultimate warrior that's really the reason i was there to be perfectly honest jeff got me an hpk shirt from that show and i wore it to a Bret hart autograph uh signing at the mall (laughs) in 97 i'm guessing uh it might have been 90 it was 96 or 97 yeah it was right there i mean well, it was between twelve and Brett leaving. Damn, that's yeah. ballsy, dude. Yeah, he let me hold the belt though. He was cool. He because he oh, oh that's he was awesome. champ. He was champ at the time, so it would have been. I could narrow it down to like the month if I thought about it. Like I'm not gonna. A- we
3: wanted it at SummerSlam '97,
2: right? From Taker, so yeah. it would have been like September, or maybe October. Well, he had it from yeah, he had it from SummerSlam '97 until Survivor Series '97, but he also had it for a minute early '97. Because Sean dropped it because he lost his smile. Oh, Sean lost his smile. Right. They had that fatal four way for it, and he—that's right. He had it for like okay. a day. Didn't he have it for like a day or a week or something? He won it in a four way at a pay per view and lost it the next night to Sid. Uh, yeah. Remember? And then Sid held it until WrestleMania when Taker
3: beat him. Yeah. So when and had, then Bret beat Taker. So unless you met him during that like one week he had it, you're probably looking like late '97, yeah. Mid but to it had, late '97, it, yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Wow. And that's a drunk wrestling history lesson for you right there. When Bret Hart had the Boom. title in the late 90s. Yeah. There well, remember go. a couple months ago, I was asking you how many world champions you could name, like starting from Bruno. And I told you, oh, I could, yeah. I told you I could, I could name the first 50.
3: I lose track in the attitude era because it started to switch hands really rapidly right then. Yeah,
2: I, I do too, but I, I had it till maybe late 99. I could do I'm not going to do it right now. And I'm a little drunk, so I'll fuck it up. But, uh, <laughs> If you were to ask me and I really thought about it, I could probably get you the first 50, which goes to around late 99, I think.
3: Nice. Nice. Um, I joke when I say I was there. Warrior was a a, a nice dressing for WrestleMania 12 for me. I've always been a huge Ultimate Warrior fan, uh, despite the jokes I make. But honestly, that that, uh, HBK and Bret match was absolutely incredible. I was a gigantic HBK fan. Jeff, my brother, was a huge, or is a huge Bret Hart fan. So sure. we were kind of sitting there like nudging each other the whole 60 minutes. There was a good back and forth. He got super pissed off when Gorilla came out. Um, was practically in tears about like you would think you thought Strike Force just lost the fucking tag titles. Like the kids <laughs> almost came in tears to, again. Oh yeah, he came back to school bitching about it. That was fucked up, dude. I was like, "Shit." That up, was fucked man. up. To this day he still <laughs> bitches about Gorilla coming out for that match. But yeah, yeah it was incredible, dude, and, and HBK's entrance. I mean, there have been a lot of cool entrances over the years. But that happening in '96 at WrestleMania 12 was just so fucking cool, and still today, all those entrances that have happened since still
2: stands up as one of the coolest WrestleMania entrances ever, bar none. Yeah. yeah. And by the way, I never—I don't think this has ever crossed my mind before. When you, when you said Gorilla came out, you saw Gorilla Monsoon in person. Yes. I don't think I—I I, I never saw him. I don't think I don't think I ever saw him in person. Really. Dang. Unless he was at the Rumble
3: 98? I would. I was going to say the only show that he might have been at was
2: uh, Rumble 98. Yeah. He or any there of the were... Raws that we went to before that. But there were very few because he died not long after 15. So that was mid-99. I, maybe if I saw him at a Raw, but he wasn't even really commissioner much after that. Unless he was commissioner. Um, I don't think he was there when the Tyson thing happened with Vince. I don't think I ever Shit, saw him in right. person. Oh, fuck. Okay, yeah. well. So that's a fucking feather in your ass. <laughs> Another one. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's it,
3: right? Uh, I do have one more. Oh, go go ahead. Yeah. It's not even a surprise. Okay. You know exactly which match it is um, because
1: you because you've been saying it for I've, the last few months.
3: I've been saying it and oh. like bathing in the mark tears that have flowed since the match happened. Cody versus Roman. I I can't think of a better WrestleMania main event between not only the build, but the match itself. I don't even care about the finish. Everything to me, and look, I'm a huge Cody fan because I was a huge Dusty fan growing up. So Cody to me is like the second coming of Dusty. I want great things for him in the WWE. It sucks he lost. But his time is still going on. He's going to win that title. I know he is. But this particular match told a perfect story from start to finish, and I, I still, I don't think this can be topped, dude. Between the build and the match itself, the total package. This
2: is the perfect main event.
1: This have you watched I didn't it? Didn't want to be. Oh,
2: have you have you watched it since since we were there? Twice. Well, I wasn't there twice. You and Adam. Well. Oh, that's I didn't right. go. That that's right. I, f- I forgot. I wasn't right there. there. Okay. So you've only I've seen watched it, it on a TV. total of three times. Okay. So you've only seen it on TV. Oh fuck man. Three times. Wow. Yes. Okay. Cause All I had right. to convince Number myself three. like this is like it. Well, that's what and I was it's gonna... as good as I thought it was when I watched it the first time. That's why I was asking because matches are always better when you're there. And sometimes you'll watch matches. The best thing you've ever seen. Then you watch it on yeah. TV and it's not as good or, or on occasion like Booker and triple H, um, it's okay when you're there, but then you watch it on TV and it's better. So, okay. Yeah. So you, I forgot you weren't there that night. Um, okay. Yeah, so you've watched it. I on tried TV not to be
1: biased because I remember screwing my face off for that match.
3: Yeah. It was all, just outstanding.
1: Yeah. Because there's
3: so much anticipation. You think Cody's going to win, right. right? It's almost like he's entitled to it. He's walking in the uncrowned champion. Right. And then that, that finish happens and you're like, "Ah, damn dude even they fucking first, us all
1: their first face off I think it was on Smackdown Roman uh tells tells the entire bloodline head head to the back let's just do me and Cody late draws the line by putting the titles down you've never wrestled for these have you I own these titles are you really sure that you're in the same league as me <laughs> and then next few weeks. Cody, I would say Cody proving that he can contend in that league. And then maybe he didn't have a partnership with uh, KO and Sammy, but having them act as his indirect tr- uh, troops during the match. That yeah, was his track. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: Yep. Yeah, it was great. Just the entire build, and then Heyman was getting involved, throwing barbs at Cody. Yeah. Just yeah. everything about that match, the entire build, Cody's story, the match itself with Solo getting involved. It was. I've watched it, like I said, a total of three times, and I'm convinced that it is just the total package, perfect
2: main event. You might be right. I thought about putting that one on my mat on my list, but I've only seen it the time we were there and one other other time on TV. And I kind of was like, I need more distance from it. You know, it's yeah. still too fresh in my mind. And I get it. I yeah. remember I'm- how excited I was being there for it. So I was like, if we had done this episode a year from now, it might have made my list.
1: Same Ooh. thing. Really considered it, but yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. With something maybe we can revisit a year down the road and start talking about. Okay, let's build a Mount Rushmore of main events. You know, does this one fall in a top four for you?
1: Yeah, I think now yeah. that we have surpassed a milestone number of episodes, I, I think it's somewhere on the list like drunk wrestling history episode corrections. Like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> like we that's did, good. yeah, what opinions of ours have changed since uh we recorded? That's actually a really yeah. cool yeah. idea, yeah. Um, you know what? Now,
2: I, I wish you'd mentioned milestone episodes in the last episode because you're talking about episode 150 which would be two episodes ago last episode was episode 151 and i was gonna buy a bottle of 151 and do a shot and i didn't you even mentioned that on saturday when we hung out well i was trying to find like a little flask size bottle and i couldn't i also found out bacardi doesn't make it anymore um apparently, right right a- apparently people were like um starting fires um fuck with it yeah um, well, that's what they use at the Tiki Bars. When they set fire to a drink, it's a float of 151 on top. I don't think that's true. I think you know what they use. Um, well, maybe some of them do, but you know what they use most they often? They told us it was 151. Gasoline. Breakfast okay, so maybe, I mean, probably. it might depend on the drink. They also use um, lime extract. Oh, Yeah, because li- it's oil. Lime extract is flammable. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah interesting. So-,
3: so, yeah, she lit it on fire, and then I think she had a bottle of that. Like okay. a spray bottle. And she was like spritzing the fire and it was like.
2: Okay, if she told you it was 151, I'm sure she wasn't lying. Uh, yeah, Gosling- they float the top. Yeah, Gosling's makes a 151 and somebody else has been. Not Bacardi, but um, yeah, lime extract. That's the that's the one that a lot of places use. That's a common one. Got it. Because it won't fuck up the flavor. We just, the
1: educated all of, we just educated all of you on wrestling history and now like the science of drinking.
2: There you go. Well, that's You're what we do. We welcome,
1: drink. audience. It's a drunk podcast. We talk about wrestling,
2: yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And I think that's it
1: for this episode. That wraps it up. That takes care of what we think are our top three main events of WrestleMania. What'd you think of our picks? And what would be your picks? Please let us know on the social media platforms, whatever the fuck they're named handle is wrestling underscore drunk please tell your family friends heels and faces like share and subscribe to our show please give us ratings and leave reviews so that we could get a lot of recognition boosts uh with algorithms and whatever elon hasn't manipulated and shit and we could keep this drunk wrestling adventure going on behalf of Scott and Eddie, I'm Adam reminding all of you to enjoy Buzz. Watch our swing responsibly, drink like nobody's watching, and we'll see you all next time for another great episode. One, two, three. It's time for the main event. Dad.
0: In the cellar in the Thrones, you your fall, the silhouette, the of a market crash Where the hell is the broken glass All for of the bridge by the open house Where the shadow stands on the lighted wall Stop to light up with cigarettes